Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Welcome back. Yes, we have a Carol Guapo back. Yes, you are in. And what are we going to talk about today? We're talking about what happens when we get it wrong. Who's we? Well, it can be the government. It can be the church. It's basically us humans when we get involved. And when uh, we'll take bits and pieces of certain pieces of religion and we get sideways real fast or no religion, just man-made stuff and how we get sideways Four, fast. Three, three. go. Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of The Fringe. Uh, it's DJ Tommy P and Vicaro Guapo back for Fringe 7. Yes. I'm not sure we thought we would make it this far, but we keep going. <laughs> We're um, still alive. Yeah, so what is The Fringe? Uh, Tom and I, we think of it as a place on the edge of Christianity, neither in nor out, but not a place to stay forever. And it's a place that many people find themselves for lots of different reasons. And we're just two flawed guys seeking truth, loving others. And uh, both had reached a point of frustration in our lives and felt we had to do something. The two of us just started talking uh, privately, wanting to offer hope and guidance to each other and to a few people close to us. And that quickly grew um, outside of our circle. And so we just want to continue to encourage and challenge more and more people uh, extend our reach. We're definitely not perfect. We're going to get it wrong. We do it every single week. Uh, we listen back to every episode and try to course correct for the next time, but we'll keep trying because we, we truly do want to connect the gospel message to our lives, our morals, our money, our relationships, and our convictions. So here we go, Fringe 7. Uh, Tom, Fringe 6, we went about uh, Santa and Jesus. Yes. What did, what did you uh, think about the last episode and any feedback? Uh, I definitely felt so much lighter, even though it's still a heavier subject, right? I just, uh, it was really nice to get away from the vegetable eating for a while. I have a better, I have an easier time just picking on myself, I guess, sometimes on this stuff. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I just, I was a much lighter ride and um, I have no problem. I could tackle that stuff all day long, you know, Santa versus Jesus and everything else and, and, and why we, we conclude and what, what, how do we decipher between a fairy tale and what's true? So how about you? I enjoyed it too. It's nice to focus sometimes on the intellectual side and the rational side more so than the emotional side. Yeah. And while the emotional side definitely can connect more with people, it's also a slippery slope sometimes, and we can easily get it wrong if we yes. let our emotions guide our content in our conversation. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Believe me, hey, listen, any fringe listeners that get frustrated with me from time to time, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I, Hey, my, my wife, my kids, I mean, those poor things, they get, they get frustrated. Oh, let's go deep on that. And they're like, can we just keep it light and talk about cheesecake factory and getting food to go or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you poor kids yeah sometimes we just gotta do that but this is in all fairness though nate this sesh this is for deep this is for someone that that's willing to go to the fringe go to the border talk about it question look in the mirror i mean we are living in dark times 
And we are. We are. And we, we more people are questioning now than ever. So the timeliness of, of this is is great on one side. And the listener knows we are not afraid to tackle the tough question. We just aren't. And you still may not be with us, but at least we handle it hopefully in a logical um, really striving for truth, and I do. I empathize. I absolutely empathize with anyone that's been beat up by. I'm doing the church, the quote marks. If you could see my fingers, or uh, etc. So, you know, and uh, Vaccaro, your call. I mean, we, I wanted to allude to at least let the the audience know where future sessions are going to go. And then, of course, I do got a firm poll for today, but I don't know if that's exactly where we go. Like, uh, they also get the the feeling that or the vibe that. We will change it up, right? We'll, we'll switch gears on this. So we don't always yeah, have a I mean, set in, plan. In between episodes, you know, we're obviously trying to figure out what do we want to narrow it down for the next episode because there are countless topics. Countless. Um, the, the current state of the world is makes it really easy to try to find things to talk about yeah and, and complain about <laughs> and, <laughs> and, so, and we're all virus I, experts by the way overnight oh that's one thing i've learned but well you're not i am i'm <laughs> yeah, right. super i'm super expert you know but <laughs> I, I think our litmus test is kind of our stated goal if we have one is to bring people who are on the fringe into a fuller and more complete um, understanding of God and uh, our relationship to him and to encourage people along that path to get them off of the on-ramp and onto the freeway. And so if we use that as our you know, one of our guiding principles, then the content kind of self-regulates. Yeah. So we, we have to steer towards things that align with that. So back to you, DJ Tommy P. We're where are we going today? I'm following your lead. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we take turns, right? And we, we, we're kind of have an idea where we're going to go. My wife is talking about, um, okay, here comes a judgment, but probably not so much from the fringe. Uh, the, the Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen that show yet? I have not. I've heard of it. I know yep. it's kind of dystopian, but I, I don't yes. know much about it's it. It's on Hulu. And it's not a paid sponsor, just to be clear on that. Some are already disgusted. <laughs> I even bring this up. I don't think so on The Fringe. I think The Fringe actually would empathize with that show uh, because it does take a critical look at religion. And it definitely, what resonates and almost hurts my heart is that, um, and we don't need to get in the full thick of it, but the theme of it I know will resonate with you, Nate, because this is what started this whole party. It's what started this whole Fringe party. It's what happens when we get it wrong right? Mm. We talked about the gospel. What is truly true? What is it supposed to say? And then where do we get it wrong as humans that really pushes people away? And uh, I'll, I'll try to button it up here and back to you, uh, Carol is, so Lord, my wife, she's super into this show. I mean, really into it. And, and uh, because it's just, you know, it's full of drama and it's, it's, um, it's really well shot and I think it's really well written, but it really makes you think like, uh, okay, this is why we separate church and state. And by the way, for any listener, personally, I can't speak for Carol, I firmly believe we need to separate church and state because when we get it wrong and you get the wrong person in power, it can go sideways really fast. And there's a scene where it shows the cross that takes place, the uh, National Monument, which I have a heart for the cross. You know my heart for the cross, Fair Carol. But when you see how they get it wrong, and then it misrepresents the cross. And 
it actually was painful for me, even though it's fiction. It's full on fiction, but it 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 shows any anyone like okay, yeah, when we get it wrong. It, it can go really wrong, and it's all so about in the name of where power. do they get it? Not being familiar with the show, where, where do they get it wrong, and what's the context? Yeah, I suppose I should try to try to better solve that, huh? In in a in a shortest sense possible, a, a virus hits, and so there's a weird. By the way, there's like another weird parallel to this of the time we're going through right now, where our life has changed and the government's taken more control. That's exactly what happens here, but the difference is the religious elite or their interpretation of what the Bible is and what it says, this virus affects women from having kids. So you can't, most of them can't. So these handmaids come across as they're the ones that are fertile. And then they get assigned to the power structure of a power couple of this new uh, American um, religion, excuse me, power structure, government structure, which is now religious based. There's no more separation of church and state. It's, this is the interpretation, this is our interpretation of the Bible, this is the way we're going forward, and then a handmaid gets assigned for procreation purposes, and then once they get birth, it becomes the power couple's child, not the handmaid's. It's a really wild, uh, twisted ride, and like I said, we're not, we're, not a, we're not sponsored at all. It just, but it really resonates with um, how we can get stuff wrong, a virus, government stepping in more, when we get it wrong, it goes sideways. So... Let me pause there, Nate. Was that t- TMI? No, I, not, now I'm caught up. Now I understand where you're going with this. Um, that's a good example of, it sounds like, misinterpreting the Bible or Scripture. Oh, yeah. When you watch it, you're really going to see what does, where it, it hurts almost because, uh, and listen, it's happening today anyway, right? Certain churches get it wrong. You, you, you see uh, certain churches saying God hates this and God hates that when... Um, we've, I don't know how many times we've quoted Jesus' number one and two commandments, right? Love God, love others. And it's that hate, right? God, God does hate sin, but we're all flawed. So, um, uh, to, for us to pick one particular class is really dangerous in a slippery slope, right? Um, uh, example would be one chooses homosexuality is worse than gluttony, Right. But really, if you really read the book, and I guess, Vicaro, now we're getting the slippery slope again where you're welcome to correct me, but my interpretation is a sin-sin. Uh, I, I, it's interesting how we kind of we stratify what God hates and what God doesn't hate. When mm, uh, I like that word, yeah. It's, it's, and you know what I'm talking about. You've seen the signs and um, where people come across, and this is what turns people away for sure. Um, anyway. So, I, I, so there is a, a specific problem that happens and there when, when it comes to interpreting scripture and so we'll we'll introduce some new vocabulary today so mm, let's go um exegesis is a, a weird sounding word uh but it's used in it's it's a, a way of approaching a writing it doesn't have to just be scripture but exegesis means to use the words in the context of um the original situation that it was in, and you're trying to determine the intent of what was being shared using, you know, understanding of their language and the preceding chapters and the proceeding chapters and taking all of it together and saying, based on the fullness of what I've just read and uh, the nature of who I understand God to be, I am then reaching a conclusion on what I believe this text means or what, what the purpose of it is. And so it, it's more of a, it's an objective approach. It is 
more scientific. You're, you're gathering data mm-hmm. and then you're reaching a conclusion. Um, where the opposite of that is called eisegesis. And that's when you read into the text with the preconceived notion of what you want the conclusion to what be. What you want, so right. This is this happens all the time yep. across many, many subjects. And so like global warming, if you think that global warming is not real before you've looked at evidence, you are you've already reached a conclusion and now you're just trying to find supporting evidence for that. Whereas if you believe that, um, you know, the ice caps are melting 10 times faster than anybody actually believes and you go out and, and try to find data to support your view, you have a conclusion and then you're trying to, to build the case around what you've already concluded. Yeah. And so the only reason I don't like those two words is they sound so similar. Yeah. Exegesis and eisegesis. And I'm like, well, which one is the good one and which one is the bad one? And that's happening all the time right now, even with coronavirus. Well, you can't trust that information and people, you know, are based on who said it or, you know, what news agency promoted it or what state or country it came out of. And we are all, we come into every topic with preconceived notions, whether we want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. It's we all so, have bias. So true. So, right. And it goes back to fringe six is like, well, how do we know then what's true and what's not? Right. So I love those terms by Carol. And I know you have, um, talking about misinterpreting. I know, I know you have a couple of clips potentially ready. If we go there today, uh, uh, whether we, we go there for the drill down, if do you want to go there first, otherwise, you know, sure, I always got me, more I'll to say. Let's one up. Um, let's tee where we think we get it, where they get it wrong. Right. Yeah. So I, if I have a belief and I want to go out and support that belief and use the Bible to, to justify that, um, I can, people have been doing it for thousands and thousands of years. And so I will just pull up a really, really short video. I think it's. You know, a minute and a half tops of you know how did Christian slave owners justify slavery? Oh, well, man. many many of them went to the Bible and used an eisegetical approach to find scripture that they believe supported the concept of slavery. So I'm just going to press play here, minute and a half or so, and then we'll come back. All right. What the Christian slaveholders, and I say Christian slaveholders with quotation marks around it, I think we all have to keep that in mind. What the Christian slaveholders did with their Bibles was to take Paul's descriptions of the New Testament world, slaves obey your masters, which was descriptive of the state of life, and to take that as prescriptive. Therefore, masters may have slaves, and slaves must obey in all situations. So this was a type of literal interpretation, and they could claim that they were being faithful to Scripture, that they were interpreting Scripture literally. Now, of course, to do that, they had to ignore all of the minor prophets and everything that was said in the Old Testament about social justice. And so, of course, it was a very selective literalism, which we still see in Christianity today at times. So it was a principle of interpretation which was good, but the principle was distorted in order to support slavery. And those people who are not able to see their own desire for power, their own desire for domination, take these powerful principles and twist them in order to keep that power. And this is what we see in the slaveholders. They could not recognize that their interpretation of scripture was tied to their own 
wealth, their own prosperity, their own desire to maintain power. They were so blinded by it. Whoa. Nate. Yeah. But Carol, that's very interesting. This is, by the way, this is the new, this is new version as we try to improve this thing. We're going to be bringing in more clips and some outside voices and some interviews as well, right? We've got yep. Jared on the docket. I don't know if he knows yet, but he'll, he'll be coming in. That's interesting, my man. And that's exactly where I'm going with this. When we get it wrong, and listen, for us Christians, we need then to, we need to take a hard look in the mirror. When do we get it wrong? And we have to acknowledge what is written in there, right? Because there is slavery in there. And she's right. If we just isolate it, we can suddenly start building certain narratives. When you take the whole book into perspective, um, we know the direction that we're supposed to go. Well, and directly tied to your Handmaiden's Tale example, it's usually done by those who are either trying to get power or hold on to it. That's exactly right. That's Whereas exactly right. Christ's example was to reject earthly power in the way that um, the Jewish nation wanted to kind of foist that role upon him and say, hey, well, you're going to be our king. And so that means that you're going to throw off the shackles of the Roman government. And he was saying, no, that's actually not what I'm here for. I'm, I'm not here to be a political leader. I'm not here to be the leader of this earthly government. I'm here to be the king of the heavenly government. Right on. And those that stick with us, again, we, we're firm believers that you got to take the whole book, just like she was talking about. you got to take the whole thing into perspective instead of taking bits and pieces. So some of you in the fringe, you know someone that took bits and pieces, and that's what pushed you away. And... Um, if we're smart, we're going to acknowledge that. If we're smart, we're going to acknowledge there is slavery in there. And if we're smart and really striving for truth, we're going to know the bigger picture was we, it's almost like, uh, as we get better over time, I mean, it's also true that women's rights were horrible back then, right? Uh, 100%. our society is, 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 we get stronger as we get more loving, as we get more uh, all encompassing, as we, I mean, racism existed then, it still exists today. As we start working on um, truly loving, as Jesus commands us, that stuff goes away. We start to become, I mean, and again, take the whole book into perspective. Jesus was really, he went out of his way to talk to women and empower. And that's something that people got to factor instead of just taking one verse. Yep. where things are at it's the whole book and it's the whole perspective and that's what we're pushing here at the fringe we're not we're not afraid to take on the, the tough subjects so oh well i love but carol I, I know you'll have some closing thoughts and we could keep going on this for hours but i also like let, let the listener you know let's allude to some other areas where we're going to go you had you had named some other subject matter and oh please of course uh anything additional on top of that we want to leave the listener with and hopefully wanting more for next week Hundred percent. We can keep digging in deeper on specific topics that we know are keeping people on the fringe and misinterpreting the Bible and using it for bad is you know, tops on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's been going on. It's been going on for thousands of years. It's been going on forever, and people still do it. And people are using it within your own household, right? I mean, there's times where I'm like, ah, am I really loving with my heart? Or am I just coming with the uh, I just, sometimes we just get too legalistic legal. That's the word for it. Legalism, right? Just legalist. That's what turns off a lot of people. And, um, well, but Carol, I got a few other things that I wanted to plant seeds for, but anything else finally that you want to wrap up? 
No, all you, buddy. Okay, two things. There's one, there's a podcast. I'm up, I'm going to cross-promote. I already promoted the uh, Secular Handmaids. <laughs> but uh, Unashamed is a great podcast. I really like this. These guys got, had a great one talking about the rules and uh, what it says in Colossians about rules. And some of you that have been fringed been pushed away because someone was too focused on the rules versus the heart. And uh, I will follow up on that. Let's just plant a seed. One of these future episodes, I'll reference which date that was, when they talk about it. They do an excellent job. So anyone that's been frustrated with the rules, etc., just picking pieces of the Bible, stay tuned on that. The next one is, um, and this is more recent, uh, Daily Hope has an excellent, excellent um, summary on those that are more fascinated with human secularism. And listen, there's an ugly side on the other side. We can get it wrong on the religious side, but humans, we can very much get it wrong on the human side. Just look at North Korea, for example. Uh, when one makes himself a god through just purely human logic, and it's um, it's when our when it's called when our beliefs get belittled. It's it was published today, which is uh, well at least when we're recording this. This was a May twenty first, twenty twenty. It talks about the wisdom of Daniel and the aptitude that was given to Daniel, and then how he won favor with the king of the time, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, if I get that right, from Babylonia. And it just also talks about well, it even ties it into how Harvard started and how Yale started, and they actually started with these Christian roots but how human secularism has taken over and when that's pushed that away. So it's a really good counter look at that. I wanted to plant a seed for that as well, Vaquero. So we're, like I said, we're not, we don't have a problem uh, critiquing either side, right? Uh, we're, we're, in all fairness, we're, we're going to, when, we when we're really going to go for truth, then we're going to have to look at both sides and see hypocrisy in both sides in order to build that bridge, correct? Sure. All right. So those are excellent ones I want to land on. You also, but Carol, I don't know if you have your list in front of you, but you had some other things on the heart that you wanted to talk to that maybe we were planting the seed here for the future about rights. I think it was human rights. I think it was women's rights with some other stuff, correct? Yeah. And they all, what they all have in common is this same idea of perverting the scripture to meet man's ends. Okay. And that's, that, that covers a whole range of topics in politics and sociology and economics and um, power and otherwise. And each one of those could be their own 30-minute conversation. But um, we can tease that and we can even pull out some examples within the last 12 months of some world leaders invoking the Bible um, in the name of doing some horrible things. Mm. All right. So, listeners, stay tuned. Thank you, Vaquero Guapo, for... Uh contributions and and the heavy lifting up front and uh, thanks all for joining and we'll uh please continue with us we look forward to further tackling these tough subjects right for carol take care right on thanks for joining the fringe this week what happens when we get it wrong a lot <laughs> it's why many of you have stayed away from church uh church when a church becomes more about jumping through hoops or protecting the abuser versus the abused it can go sideways fast and that's why I firmly believe in the separation of church and state. And that's coming from a Jesus believer. For your favorite fringer that you know has been pushed away or ran away from church, would you share this podcast with them? Break it down. Discuss it. Talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And when and if you decide to go back to church, my rule of thumb is pretty simple. One, the church has to be more about Jesus and loving others versus loving themselves. Uh, do they work with the entire Bible, not just bits and pieces of it? Uh, make sure they didn't invent a new Bible. They go on top of it. And uh, make sure that there 
yeah, if they're taking bits and pieces of it, that it's not going towards hate or oppression or justification. They have to take the whole book in context. And, of course, any church that's more about um, loving others than money for themselves. If the church is all about money, obviously that's a big red flag. And as things lift, uh, when they do lift, yeah, of course I'm going to encourage you to give it another go. And, by the way, if you do, if for the listener that does have a church and they feel that they love and, and they, they do believe it's getting the above right that we discussed here today, would you let us know and we'll plug it and let that community know it is fringe friendly. Hit us up at frydudes.com and send us a message on the Contact Us page. Ending on a song note, you know what I love about the Fringe? I don't feel the pressure to end on a perfect song. We get to end on edgy songs sometimes. Now, this song isn't by Carol endorsed, so we'll see what he has to say about in Fringe 8. Confession. I really like Metallica. Shh. What happens when we get it wrong? Master of Puppets comes to mind. Hey, I'm not just picking on certain churches here either. Think of North Korea or China or Russia. You don't talk like us. You don't believe like us. You are out. Listener, you are smart. You've been sticking with us because I'm certain you're not afraid to question. What is truth? Who really wants truth? And who really just wants to control? You are most likely book smart. You may be street smart. Are you spiritually smart? Or are you just a puppet? This is Master of Puppets by Metallica. If you dig, give them some love and add it to your very eclectic, independent-minded music mix.